All right. Uh, what didn't we do this weekend? What didn't you accomplish this weekend that you were supposed to? What were we supposed to accomplish? Hmm? Tumultuous and amazing. Time on my morning that I email funnel sequence. Okay. Okay. What else? Didn't reach out to leads. All right. All right. Come on. Who else? Only one thing. Making a membership live. Ah, definitely should have did that. Morning routine daily. Update the website. Okay. Morning meetup playlist. Definitely want to knock that out. Sending out a promo video. Not done. Goodness gracious. We didn't go live. Did we go sent did we Cynthia Coleman? Uh, great content. Didn't finish my brochure. Okay. Um, before we get started into our uh, topic for today, let's spend a moment and uh, let's write out what we have to do today. What's really, really important. I was in F jail. Is that Facebook jail? All weekend, so I didn't get to upload a video. Okay. Um, let's make three things. The most, the top three things that we need to do today, today, that are going to make a difference in our life and our business. Let's throw it in there. Let's throw it in there. I have a, I have a confession to make. My confession is, I know all of the stuff that I should be doing, and a large part of what I should be doing is not getting done. Ah, mm, 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 mm. for the last few weeks, I have not been in. Uh, well, I would have to say, like the last few months, I haven't like heavily promoted anything and without promotion people don't know so i can see it in my i can see it in my analytics i haven't have i don't i mean i don't have a really good answer for why not uh, but if I had to st- if I take a stab at it, it would be laziness. <laughs> it's, just, it's just laziness and uh, motivation to keep going. I'm only telling you all this because uh, we all go through it. Podcast podcast downloads are down twenty percent, and I see the number, but I still have some ads coming in, so it still makes money. And maybe in my mind, in some twisted way, I think that's okay. And it's not. So it could be promotion fatigue. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's promotion fatigue other than the fact that I just haven't. I haven't worked really. I haven't, like, I haven't really gone hard this year. And yes, it could be uh, my children, but that would be. I'll be an excuse, man. I could really go harder, even in the time frames that I'm going hard. So uh, I'm telling you this not for you, well, kind of for you, but for me, because when I say it out loud, it helps me help my it helps me hold myself more responsible. And we have to go hard at the promotion. Listen, no one's gonna know about what we do if we don't tell them. 
And I, I think for myself, because I have built something, it's worse. Because the devil of complacency can creep in. And I am no excuse. I am no exception to the rule. In the event that um, that I don't do the things that got me to where I am, I could lose it all. And when you lose it all, it's hard to get it back. I understand that. So, uh, just wanted to. I I, I, I love this uh, as a safe space this morning. Okay, uh, but we got We got to get on it. Like, there's no excuse. There's no reason why we're not. We're just not. We're just. We're just going through life and doing what we can to like hold on and maintain. But this is a season that we're going to have to work a little bit harder than normal, especially if we got to catch up. So I uh, I'm letting the hours slip away and I got to find I got to find the root of it, though. You know what I mean? I, I think it's important that we find the roots of the problem. Like, what is the foundational issue? I don't know if it can be just laziness because we're not lazy. We know what we need to do. Um, it's something else. It's something else. I don't think it's tired. I don't believe it's just fatigue. Maybe we have to find something that drives us. We have to find, maybe we've lost some motivation uh, along the way. Or maybe it's comparison to someone. And at some point we realize we'll never catch up to the person we're, uh, the person we're comparing ourselves to. And it deflates our motivation and we just don't. We just, we slow down because... We think we're we're like we we see somebody okay. There's somebody in your space is killing it, and you're gonna get just as many clients. And at some point, you realize, wow, I'm never going to catch up to this person. Goodness gracious, they are killing it. They got bigger and bigger news. They're uh, they're servicing bigger and bigger clients. They're traveling all over the world, and we realize at some point, wow, I may not catch up to that person. So I take my foot off the gas, possibly. Possibly. I don't know what it is for you because I don't know what it is for me. However, I am going to go on this journey of looking for it, trying to find it. There's so much that we all could be doing. And I guess at some point we got to decide if we want to do the work. That could be that could be a question. Do I really do I really, really want to do this? How successful do I want to be? One of the worst things that can happen to an entrepreneur is a little bit of success. A little bit of success. Because it's either going to give you an appetite to want more or you're going to sit in it. You get a big client. Imagine you get the biggest client you've ever had. You'll either get the motivation, which few of us do, get the motivation to do that again. Or because we see our bank account with that $5,000 hit, that $10,000 hit, and we get to chill, we get to coast, then we get to get on, we get to get in admin mode. Dang. But I don't know if I lost the hunger. I, I'm, 
I'm sure it's a blend of things and I have to, I have to go like internally to find out what it is. And it's not that I'm, I'm not working. It's just, I'm not working to the ability of which I can. I probably still get more done than the average person for sure. I get way more done than the average person. However, I know that I'm not giving my all. I know I'm not giving my all and I have to fix that. So hopefully uh, someone else, uh, uh, this, this becomes somewhat of a mirror for you too. And uh, we just, we, we have, we have to push. Some of us just aren't pushing. We can, we for sure can, but we got to figure out why not. Okay. So I, again, I don't, I don't have an answer for you. But I think starting the conversation will help. Okay. All right, cool. Let's get into the conversation today. Um, the 10 social media commandments. I'm going to help you move. There's a, just a, It was a list that I thought of, and I'm like, dang, I believe that people are messing up online. And there's some things that they don't know. I'm going to start with one that truly bothers me. And uh, we can discuss it or have a conversation about it. But one is do not send multiple DMs to someone of your speeches, of your deep messages, of your offers. I'm not saying don't send a message, but I can show you some of my DMs. There's people that have like sent me a message twice a week for the last year. Of their messages. Yo, bro, I know you're going to feel this one. And I'm like. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. and it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. 
It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. If somebody else is sending me your stuff, then that's different. But you sending me your own, it makes you look crazy. Don't spam people. I know. And maybe, maybe I'm, I'm being contradictory now because that's what going hard looks like. But from my perspective. And some other friends' perspective, it's just, it's spammy. Yes, spammy cat. So uh, be careful with that. Be careful. Uh, Neil sends a bunch of emails, but it's because someone signed up to the email list. Uh, Rich said, doesn't need uh, Neil spam people. No. If you give me, if you sign up and say, hey, here's my email address. You're saying, hey, I want all the emails that you give me. But there's always an opt-out button. You can unsubscribe and you won't get any more emails. So, um, yes. How much is too much? I don't, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how much too much is, but I I don't know. I, I had to start with that one because I get it a lot. And I'm like, yo, I'll never work with you because you it it's almost like you're forcing something on me. Then I got to like block people because you're just getting too super spammy. Okay. And I'm not saying don't reach out once in a while, but I think every week to one person seems a little obsessive. Okay. Number two, one post per day is law. Okay. Social media. We pick a platform. We need to be active at least once a day. This is a commandment. We've got to stay in the faces of people. We got to stay in the faces of people. At least one post per day. Okay? Law. At least. We've got to be active in the marketplace. Let's at least give our audience and the people that are going to work with us at least one per day. One post per day. Do me that favor. How many people don't post one per day 
and you're posting one per week. It does so many things for you. For one, it gives your audience a reason to come back to your page because every day we know we're going to miss something. Two, it helps with your ability to create content. It helps with your ability to create content. If you never do a thing, you'll never get good at the thing. The more you do the thing, the better you'll get. And that is in everything. That is number two. Once per day is law. Number three, be careful what your eyes see online. Be careful what you allow your eyes to see online. Be careful. Everything that you see or hear affects you. Everything. Did you know that? It's not like you just see it and it doesn't affect you in some way. On social media, there are tiny seeds that are being planted. Now, I'm 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 not telling you what to do, but um, so I'm watching. I was watching this uh, movie Swarm last night, the TV show. It was my wife's idea, and I said, "Whoa, I've been seeing the Swarm thing with the Chloe Bailey in the like the beginning scene," and a part of me was like, "Okay." This is, it must be good because everybody's talking about it. that scene lasted all of five seconds, right? And I had to like cover my baby's eyes and stuff like that. So I'm watching it. I'm watching the first episode. And I didn't really, I get it. I get it. Like what, what's going on? But for some reason, I always get this when uh, when I watch something like this. My my spirit kind of gets disrupted a little bit. Like it's something it's something that something that my mind or my heart doesn't agree with in this. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not telling you not to watch it. This is just me. We get through the first episode, and I'm like, yo, and I don't know if it's if I'm like hypersensitive to stuff now, or again, it might just be me, right? But like something just didn't agree. And then the next episode came on and my justification in my mind, I'm having like, I'm having TV time with my wife, which is super important. So it's kind of like some give and take. But halfway through the second episode, I'm like, I can't watch this, bro. I I just, I, it, it, it's something... It's something about it. And I understand that everything that I see affects me in some way. And I didn't like how it was affecting me immediately. So just be careful what you allow your eyes to see and what you allow your ears to hear. One of the worst things for me is a catchy, toxic song because it sticks in my head for a week. This is just me. Okay, I'm not telling you what to watch or what to listen to. But this is, um, the commandment is, be careful what you allow your eyes to see and your ears to hear. But those messages start to ring in your mind. And if you think that the things you hear only affect you in the moment, oh, I heard it and it like, it immediately like leaves your mind. It doesn't, it doesn't. You have to be careful. 
You have to be very careful. Uh, there are certain accounts that I just cannot follow. And they're cool. They're my friends. I just can't follow it. Because you have to be careful what you allow into your ears and your eyes. Now, here's the cool part. You can also affect what goes into your ears and into your eyes in a positive way. If your whole timeline is about peace or self-reflection or inspiration or motivation or encouragement, that's not something that you just see or hear either. It affects you. It affects you. Let's today, let's just today analyze what we see on our timeline. Let's just analyze it. Okay, that's number three. Number four, don't share personal business out of emotion. Don't share personal stuff out of emotion. Now, sometimes you can share personal stuff, but it's out of strategy. Well, I'm going to share this personally about me because I am showing my audience the journey. This is transparency. But don't share it out of emotion. Because that's the thing that people remember about you, even if you're excellent at what you do. Okay. For some reason, for some reason, when I think of Tyrese years ago, I thought a baby boy. First thing in my mind, when you think of Tyrese, I think a baby boy. And I think of uh, there was this one song. The signs, the signs of love making, I believe. That was my jam. Goodness gracious. Now, when I think of Tyrese, if someone says Tyrese's name for some reason, my mind, oh, yes, <laughs> y'all are crazy. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why, man. It's just that's the thing that sticks out in my mind. One of my boys, one of my boys got kind of emotional in his story. And I believe in his stories. And I believe it was truly genuine emotion because he was happy because something happened. Me being the silly person I am, I I text him and said, chill out, Tyrese. <laughs> I should have been more, I should have said like congratulations or something. But that was my text. So, chill out, Tyrese. You know what to much. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want your brand to be shaped by an emotional moment of you breaking up with your boyfriend or breaking up with your girlfriend or out of emotion you're sharing. Now, if it's, okay, this is how I feel because something tragic in my life happened. Cool, no problem. But just start to analyze why you're doing what you're doing. Like, let's think first. Let's not start to share personal business out of emotion, especially when it affects when it affects somebody else. Have you ever seen somebody cussing out they uh, cussing out somebody else, airing out all their news? That cannot be a productive relationship unless unless they're in the drama space. If they're in the drama space and you're known for drama, go for it. If drama is a part of your brand, go for it. But if not, be careful. Number five, number five. 
you should assume that there is falsehood in everything you see that's posted. You should just assume it. Out of everything that's posted, there's something untrue about it. Just start to assume that. Because social media is make-believe. So when someone says, yo, I started from the bottom, you should assume that that's not 100% true. Because there, 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 are, there are things in the story that, that you wouldn't necessarily consider the bottom. Maybe you're on the bottom and you had a close friend when you were at the bottom and that close friend becomes a, a record executive and you've been grinding all these years and eventually you have a friend in the industry and they connected. Now you're a superstar. Yes, you did start from the bottom, but I want you to assume that there's falsehood in everything. We cannot believe everything we hear, even when it starts out with study show. <laughs> I know because I use it a lot. I'm like, studies show that um, I have the number one podcast in the world. <laughs> Slight cat, for sure. I don't know what I don't know what 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 uh, what chart says it, but there's slight cat in everything. I don't want you to like get into what you see, you believe. I'm getting this from. I I had I was in a relationship one time with a young lady and um she watched Real Housewives of Atlanta a lot. And she started like for some reason, like when we got into like like disagreements, she would use examples from the show to prove her point. Because in her head, the real housewives of Atlanta was real. And reality shows were reality. <laughs> you have to assume that that stuff is staged. Every post, look, even, okay. When I, me, when I put up a post, you have to assume that some of it is falsehood. Why? Because I get to edit it. In this 90 seconds, in this 90 seconds, I'm giving amazing information, but it's all not true. Why? Because I take out the ums. I take out the part that wasn't relevant to the point. I take that out. So when I put it together, you see it and it's, whoa, David's brilliant. Just, just assume, just as everything that you see, just assume that th there's something untrue about what's being said. I'm only saying that because I don't want you to fall into the, the idea that social media is real. Okay? Some events, I'm, t I'm telling you all, you see sold out event. Yo, this event is sold out. Just know sometimes that's not true. My friend, he was telling me about an event. He had 2,000 people there. Packed event, right? Wow, goodness gracious, wouldn't I love to sell 2,000 tickets? It was 2,000 2, people there. He gave away like 800. Like seat fillers. Because you don't want an event where nobody's there. You just don't know. 
The only thing you can trust is the things in your own life that is reality. Do not. Which leads me to number uh, which leads me to number six, never compare. You can't compare yourself to other people because the things that you see are not 100% true. So you'll get anxiety because you're comparing yourself to a lie. You're comparing yourself to something that is not true. You're you're comparing yourself to somebody who has an advantage. It's almost like I'm living in a comic book. I'm a regular person. Peter Parker, I see my man one time flying around and I'm like, yo, I want to do that. No, my man, it was a, I don't know what the situation was. There was an oil spill or like you, something happened to you or you're a mutant, bro. Like I can't, now I'm at my crib all the time figuring out like why I can't fly and why, no, no. Don't compare yourself to other people. Yeah, Spider-Man, you get what I'm saying. A spider bit my man. If a spider would have bit me too, I would be able to like sling. Okay, I'm just saying, don't compare yourself to other people. Now, I truly, I did work at the Cheesecake Factory as a server. But I did also live in Atlanta. And I did also happen to go to college with uh, with a friend of mine who became one of the biggest DJs in Atlanta. And I did get a chance after going to after going to work and getting off work, I did get a chance to go to the club with my friend who was around celebrities and I'm giving people wristbands and I'm able to connect with people and I'm outside and I lived in Atlanta. So me working in Atlanta and and I made I used to make t-shirts like like uh like um what's it called? Uh I would use what's the what's the stuff called? Fabric paint. I'll make fabric paint. I made fabric painted t-shirts, like abstract t-shirts. But the only reason I made those is because I grew up in South Jersey, which is right across the bridge from Philadelphia. And it was a company called Mesquine. And it was a huge Mesquine brand. And it was just abstract paint. It was like abstract t-shirts. Y'all remember? Anybody ever had a Mesquine shirt? I never actually bought one because they were expensive, but I did get the idea that I can put a word on a shirt and splatter paint on it, and it's fashion. My boy started making it, and he showed me how to make it one summer. And then I went to school in Alabama, and I started making these shirts. So I understood how to make a shirt and then sell a shirt. So I did that for two or three years between Georgia and Alabama, and I started selling these shirts. And then I stopped selling those shirts. And I, and and actually during college, I started picking up a camera and recording. I used to be the cameraman in college and I got all kind of wild stuff on my camera from college, all the parties where my friend who moved to Atlanta, who became one of the biggest DJs in Atlanta was DJing all the parties in Alabama. So we went to school together and we just happened to live across the street from each other. And then we happened to move to Atlanta and his, his mom and my aunt lived literally like a 10 minute drive from each other in Georgia, in Morrow, Georgia. So when I started working at the Cheesecake Factory, I started my t-shirt brand. Right before then, I was in a company called Prepay Legal where I had to learn how to sell sell Prepay Legal memberships and recruit and be a leader. And I was around all these business people. So by the time I started selling t-shirts at for the Sleep is for Suckers brand, I understood sales and I understood how to sell a t-shirt. And then I'm taking these t-shirts to the club where my friend who's already a DJ in the club and I'm getting this exposure. He started wearing all my shirts. He was with the affiliates and I made affiliate shirts for him. So DJ Drama and Canon, and I used to make shirts for Greg Street 
all the time. He was buying mad shirts for me, but it was only because I was going to the radio station with DJ Infamous and Greg Street was there and I gave Greg Street some shirts and he would promote me. So by the time, by the time I started wearing these Sleepers for Suckers t-shirts, I knew how to sell, I knew how to make t-shirts and uh, I knew like um, I had certain relationships. Now I'm working at the Cheesecake Factory and I have this advantage because I get to go with my industry friend everywhere. So I got extra exposure. So you might be comparing yourself to me when you live in Wisconsin and you're starting your t-shirt brand and say, oh, I'm a server too. I can do the same thing. It is very true, but you can't compare yourself to me because I had certain advantages. I was recording in college, so naturally it's easier for me to pick up a phone, pick up a camera and start recording. Why? I, mean, I was doing it for years. So it wasn't that hard for me to like figure out the camera and start editing, which leads to this whole podcasting thing. So now I, under, I, I, have, I understand a little bit. It's not an excuse because you can still learn the stuff. And I didn't have like, I didn't use like YouTube and stuff like that. I mean, back then. So I still had to figure it out. So you can figure it out. It's not an excuse. But my point in all that is you cannot compare yourself to anyone. You have to assume that some stuff is just not true. Some stuff is falsehood. Some stuff is little, little cat. So I never lied to you all. But it would be impossible for me to tell you the whole story. It's impossible for you to learn the whole story behind certain people got it what's up podcaster or soon to be podcaster get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back and it's bigger and better than ever i'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on july 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world you already know atl baby atlanta georgia going down july 4th and 5th two full days imagine this imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice your brand your business to the next level imagine getting all the insider tips imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two three four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools you don't have the tips you don't have the tricks i don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro this summit has something for everyone Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? 
I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off. But if you use the promo code big deal, it'll take 20% off immediately. But I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name. Or if you don't have the person you know right now yet, you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal. That triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal i don't know if it's lies by omission i'm just not thinking about it. how how can i tell like at what point would i be able to like tell the story and i'm just telling you now but at what, what point would I be able to like tell you everything that I went through? It took me a lifetime to go through it. I can't tell you that in a few years. <laughs> like how? There's, cer- there's certain things that I've not told my wife, not because I don't want to tell her, but because it takes a little time to figure out all this stuff in my life there's some things that you're going to find out just it's not intentionally not trying to tell you like there's nothing that I'm intentionally not trying to tell y'all it's just some of y'all have been rocking with me for years you had no idea like that and that that's literally I know you don't know that I was like selling t-shirts in college and a cameraman all that you know how I know because I just never thought to tell it like it wasn't I'm trying to keep it it's just I never told that story the way I just told it, I've never said it before. Not because I'm trying to hide it. My point is, there's some things about your uh, relationship, the person you've been in a relationship with for 10 years, that you just don't know yet. It just takes time. I've lived a life for 38 years, meaning it would take me about 38 years to tell you all the things I've done in 38 years. And over those 38 years, I'd have I need another 38. Anyway. Good observation, though. Good observation. Could be lies by omission. And I guess I am like in my clips, that is lies by omission because I'm I'm literally taking stuff out that make me seem not as um, articulate or smooth. So I'm taking that part out so that when I put it out there, you think, wow, he's a great speaker. And eventually you'll pay me to come speak because all of my clips hit. <laughs> all my clips don't hit, though. Anyway, um, yes, number six is never compare. Number seven, don't buy followers. We know, okay? Don't buy followers. We can tell. You like the number. This This is a social media commandment. Thou shalt not buy followers, okay? I know it looks good. Yes. 80,000 followers, two likes. 
No lie. No lie. This, I'm, I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to read this to you. If it's in my phone. So actually, I wonder if I could, um, hold on. Okay. That's what, okay. Okay. I wonder if I can show this to you. <laughs> no, I can't because it's too much like you'll, you'll, you'll see the person name and stuff. But anyway, my man hits me like, yo, I got somebody for the podcast. And the person wants to like sponsor, do like sponsorship and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, bet. He's like, yo, he just want to get on the podcast too. But it'll throw, show some love. I'm like, okay, bet. So I said, um, what's going on? I was like, yo, send me, who is it? Who is it? So the guy sends me the name. He sends me the guy's Instagram. He said, this is who it is. He said, I met him at this place like three, four months ago. And he, uh, and he asked me about something else. And he did that two months ago and said, he ready for the podcast now looking to shoot ASAP. I said, my next answer was, my man must've bought them followers. <laughs> he sent me his Instagram. He's like, yo, he must have bought them followers, bro. Even for a sponsorship, I can't. Eh. Now I don't trust you. He had to buy them followers. I said, I haven't seen someone get seven likes on a post in a long time. And he has. I'm about to pull it up. He has 109,000 followers. And one of the posts that I went to has seven likes. In what world does that happen? You're forever corny to me. <laughs> you are forever. Now, if some of you already bought it, it's okay because you didn't know the commandment. <laughs> you just didn't know. It's cool. There are going to be like, even, okay, I, I have what, um, 290 something thousand followers right and not i don't get 290,000 likes so instagram is going to suppress a little bit but seven likes out of 100,000 people seven people ain't checking for you eight people ain't checking for you you only got seven never buy followers okay number eight number eight this is a little strategy right here take down the flyers after the event is over remove the fly there's a commandment Remove the flyers after the event is over. You do not want your page to look like a promotional page. In fact, did y'all know that I post a flyer, a different flyer of the morning meetup every morning? Did you know that? Who knew that? I post the topic and the theme of the morning meetup every morning. But every afternoon, I take it off because I don't want my page overrun. I don't want my page overrun with flyers because then your page looks promotional. Okay. So just be, this is, this is, and save it once, but it was gone and save it once, but it was gone. Yeah. 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 Every flyer I take off. Okay. So there's going to be a little strategy for you. If you're doing an event after the event, Take the post, take the take the page off. Remember, we're not posting for the people who follow us. We are posting for the people who will come to our page. And if I come to your page 
It is not about flyers on your page. This is a promotional page, not adding value, which means you're always trying to sell me something, which means I'm not going to follow you. Okay? Number eight is just take down all the flyers after the event is over. Okay? Uh, number nine. Number nine, this is a commandment. Control your responses in the comments. Control your responses in the comments. Don't go back and forth. You are not going to win. I'm telling you now, you are not going to like give the person a piece of your mind because they they commented inappropriately and they're going to say, you know what? You're right. (laughs) I don't think that's ever happened. I was at church. I was at church Saturday and I happened to look over and my boy was writing a text this long. And I didn't see what it, I didn't see what it was about, but the text was this long. He was still typing it. And I said, bro, I'm not in your phone like that. But don't send that. I don't know, bro. I don't know what you are saying in the text. I don't even know who you're talking to. But don't send that. He said, why? I said, bro. And this isn't about comments. This is like a whole nother conversation. But I'm like, don't send. He said, why? I said, bro, from my perspective, you're trying to prove a point that will not be proven. <laughs> I tell you, I don't know who he's texting. But any text is this long, you're trying to prove a point. You're trying to give someone a piece of your mind and you're trying to convince them that, they're, that you're wrong. <laughs> he was like... I got to send it though. I was like, all right, cool. And I just walked away. I walked away. And I uh, seen him a little bit later. I was like, I know the outcome after you send it. He said, what? I said, that person didn't understand what you were saying, or they didn't receive it the way you thought they were going to receive it. And you sounded crazy. I said, they missed the, they missed every point in that long text, didn't they? He said, yeah, man, I was texting my baby mom. She's wild. I said, I know. <laughs> and I didn't even know. You cannot prove your point through a text message. It's an, it, it, is extremely, it is extremely difficult to prove your point in a conversation, much less a text message. I'm not arguing with nobody through text message, and I'm definitely not arguing with nobody in the comments. If you don't like what I have to say, Cool. I'm not saying don't get snappy. I'm not saying don't get, it might be a petty day. Go at it. But just control your responses. Control your responses because you're giving the person more light than they need. Uh, Just be careful. You cannot. Okay. What percentage of arguments do you win? Just throw it in the chat. Like what percentage of arguments do you win? What percentage? Like at Sleep Outfitters Outlet, great sleep is a big deal. Save forty to sixty percent every day on every Sealy, Stearns and Foster, and Tempur Pedic. Queens as low as two forty nine. Customer exchanges, closeouts, and floor samples. Inventory changes daily, so come in for your dream deal today. With no credit needed financing, expert advice, and up to sixty percent off retail, it's never been easier to get the sleep and savings you deserve. Go to sleepoutfittersoutlet.com for financing details and to find a store near you. 
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. I mean, over over all of your life. <laughs> oh man, let me see. Ninety five percent lies. Eighty percent lies. You think you won? <laughs> you think you be winning? You walk away because you feel good that you gave a piece of your mind, but it's a very very small percentage of arguments that you will ever win. You ever try to prove to somebody that they're wrong? That is probably the most difficult thing in the world, to prove somebody that they're wrong, even when they're wrong. <laughs> I remember I made a mistake one time. <laughs> this is my wife. And we're like, I'm 100% right in this case. I'm 100% right. Without going into the details. We had this, uh, it was a, we had a three-bedroom house and two bedrooms upstairs and one bedroom downstairs. My mom, I gave my mom the master bedroom and Corey's room in the middle, and my room to the side, me and my wife. And I used to have this whiteboard where I just kind of write down stuff that I need to do, stuff I don't want to forget. I'm trying to explain this thing to my wife. So I go to the whiteboard and I draw a diagram. I'm drawing imagery, pictures, so she gets it. And I'm, you know, as I'm going through it, I'm like, yo, this is clear. You can see where you're wrong. I lost. I lost. She didn't understand what I was talking about. She just, the whole 15 minutes of my drawing was just a waste of time because she was like, that, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. No, it's not ridiculous. It is accurate. And y'all know, normally it's like scratch. I, I drew it slowly and clearly. This point connects to this point. Why would this be true? If this is true, these two things cannot be true. And you draw a little line down. Okay, here's the outcome of that one. <laughs> oh, man. Shouts out to all my married friends. Oh man, so controller is your response to your comments, not gonna win. And number 10, this last point I'm gonna get in and out. Number 10, limit the soft porn pages. So I was actually doing some research and I don't have a lot of time to get into it, but uh pornography does uh, terrible things to your brain. You think it's just entertainment for a moment, but um it does terrible things. Just, just look, look it up. Google it. Effects of pornography on the brain. You are perfect. You just need to get better at being you. But the biggest challenge is how do we find out who we are in a world full of me too's and others and emulations and you see, you see so much on social media. My boy uh, just recently unfollowed everyone. Uh, him 500, he unfollowed everyone and then refollowed a couple people. And I actually told him about himself. I said, bro, you gotta follow me though. You know what I mean? <laughs> but he said, yo, it was too much noise. There's nothing, he unfollowed me. And that's my friend. 
He was like, yo, it's just too much noise. I said, yo, why'd you unfollow me? He said, I didn't want to see your posts. He said it just like that. I'm like, dang, bro, you get a said, oh my bad. I, I was hoping he, I was, I was thinking to say, yo, oh, I I just followed everybody. My bad. I got he's like, I didn't want to see your posts. He said, I I see so much stuff on my timeline and it affects my own genius. Wow. He said, I see so much on my timeline and it affects my own genius. Because I see stuff and it, it, it influences how I think or it influences what I see. Big stuff right there, man. Goodness gracious. What I took from that, and he didn't say it. He didn't listen to this presentation. He wasn't on a call Monday. But what I took from it is I'm leaning into being me. I'm doing my very best to be me. But it is very difficult to be me in a world full of other people. And we see other people every single day. So my advice is to create a style, no matter how bad it is, let's just create that style. Eventually it gets good. There's no reason that the dry eye guy should have be making so much money for all of these videos that he's doing. And it is terrible. Who wants to sit there and watch a person do this on a commercial? The dry eyes guy. Y'all know what I'm talking about. The dry eyes guy. Who thought to do that? To have him on the commercial. But you do it long enough, we all recognize who it is. Isn't that interesting? So let's get into part two. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to start, all of us, including myself, and this is something I've been wanting to do for a while, but I want us all to start making videos with no assistance, no cameras, no editing. Just take your camera, say something, and post it. In fact, I'm going to do it today. And if you all hold me accountable, we can all do it on a regular basis. Just a camera, shooting, me, no edits, no words, no none of that stuff. I think, I think if we do that long enough, we will start to find our own unique voice. But all we have to do, because I know you're thinking about the aesthetics and it doesn't look good as a camera, or uh, I, I, I want to be able to put like, uh, uh, you know, my best foot forward and edit it. No, we're going to try that. The more we do it, the more we'll find our own unique voice. That's how Wallow grew. Wallow 267. It wasn't nothing fancy. It was, yo, I got something to say. I'm going to grab my phone. I'm going to say it. But we are so fearful of just saying it and putting it out raw and real. This is not an exercise in growing your following. This is an exercise in helping you identify your own unique voice. Because if you take your camera phone and you record, you'll be able to look at it and say, yo, I wanna do this better. I wanna do that better. I don't need to change who I am. I just don't like the fact that I stutter over my words. I don't like the fact that I say like a million times in every single video. I don't like the fact that I say um a million times in every single video. Let's, who's committed? We'll just take our, our phone and we'll just re record some videos. And let's just, let, let's do our best to do it every single day. If y'all remind me, I'll do it every day. I see the reminder. I'm gonna tell my team like, yo, we just gotta do a raw video every single day. Cause I put out a lot of clips from, from the podcast and I, and I lean on that. But y'all gonna get this voice Y'all going to get this voice today. Your audience is going to get that voice today. Just me. 
Raw, this is our practice in finding our own style. The only way we do it is to do it. There's a basketball player named Larry Bird. Now, one of the greatest shooters to ever touch a basketball. Now, if you ever look at a tutorial of how to shoot a basketball, okay? If you ever like watch a tutorial or you have a trainer, someone is training your child on to play, ba play basketball, they're going to tell you, you need to have this, your shooting arm at a 90 degree angle. You come up, release at the top of your shot, and you end it like that. Bow. I know you can't see that. Let me just back up. Okay. So 90 degree angle, up, bow. This is, this is the perfect form. This hand just supports the basketball. Basketball under that, up, bow. One of them. That's how you're supposed to shoot. Am I right? Larry Bird, okay, Larry Bird. Y'all know how he shoots? Both hands like this behind his neck. It's like behind his neck and he shoots like that. It's like with both hands. But one of the greatest shooters ever. Why am I saying that? He started shooting with terrible form but kept that terrible form to be one of the greatest players ever. You are trying to get everything perfect instead of just doing it and finding your own style through doing it. And then you don't have to change anything. But he probably shot a million shots like this and perfected his own style. I'm asking you all to perfect your own style. This is the only way that you are going to find your unique voice online, in line, out of line, however the lines are. You have to keep doing it. That's why I'm saying let's grab a phone and let's just start giving a message. Let's just start giving a message. It doesn't have to be you on the camera. It could be you pointing to something in your particular field, there's, there's a guy named Vlad, one of the biggest blogs in the world. All he does is he asks questions from behind the camera, camera right in front of the person, and that is their style. Ooh, can I show y'all? Can I show y'all? Because I, I, I truly study this stuff. I want to show y'all a YouTube page that I recently just came across. Recently just came across this YouTube page. And it is amazing. It is, it's probably one of the most amazing pages I've ever seen in my entire life on YouTube. And I'm looking to emulate this. So watch this. Here we go. Um, it's called White Under. Y'all ever heard of White Underbelly? All White Underbelly, something like that? Soft White Underbelly. This is their page. It's so simple and it's their own style. Let me tell you something about YouTube. You are supposed to have a YouTube thumbnail and you're supposed to put the words on the thumbnail so that when people see it, they click on it because they know what it's about. Soft White Underbelly has 4.5 million subscribers and this is how their page looks. This is it. This is it. Black and white. I've never seen a Look, you're supposed to have vibrancy and colors and it's supposed to be attractive and all that kind of stuff. You're supposed to, like, this is how it's supposed to be. Not them. Not them. Look how they stand out. Look at, look at it. This is crazy. But check this out. What they do is they interview people 
who are in the streets. Somebody put streets in the chat, just the streets. Heroin dismantling, uh, fentanyl and crystal meth addict interview. This guy's on, I haven't watched this video, but I would imagine he's high right now off fentanyl. Check this out, y'all. It's, it's, it is absolutely, crystal meth addict. I, she's probably high right now. Crystal meth addict interview. Fentanyl addict interview. Look at this. I don't know if you'll be able to hear it, but hold on. It's not even about the sound. I want you to look at the uh, the art in which they create. They got a whole little black side here. They got the fade in and out, soft white underbelly, on skid row. It's just the camera on the person, and they just talk, and they just be talking, and this is their own. Look how simple this is. Interesting people. I would imagine they're finding people off the streets and they're incentivizing them in some way. I give you X amount of dollars to sit on this interview. They're probably going to make fifty, a hundred thousand dollars off of this video, and they may give the person two hundred bucks. But look at it. I'm inspired. I'm inspired. They got their own style. It, but it's simple. It's not. It's not a whole bunch of cameras and all that kind of stuff. It is. It's very simple. But they've done simple consistently. Somebody put consistently in the chat if you can spell it. Somebody put consistently in the chat if you can spell it. They got like the. It's like pimps that are current pimps that they're interviewing. Girl, like. Like, uh, what is it called? What's it called? The girls, the Nightwalkers. What's it called? I, I, I really, the name slips my mind. Um, prostitutes. <laughs> Pro, like current, current, pro, they'll interview a current hooker sounds kind of, I don't know, it sounds, I don't know why hooker sounds politically incorrect for some reason. I don't, I don't know. A sex worker. Yes. I'm talking about one that's one right now. And they're telling their story. It is absolutely amazing. Put it in perspective this way. I've got about 270 or 280,000 subscribers on uh, YouTube. They've got four and a half million. And I got a whole crew and a whole marketing and influence and all that kind of stuff. They got a camera and they shoot it. Really unique idea. And I'm stealing it. I'm stealing. I'm stealing that idea. And the way I'm stealing it is I'm actually going to, sh through my whole, like what I'm going to be sharing with you today, you'll see how I'm stealing it and not, not that I'm stealing the whole thing. Okay. So listen, here's what I want you to do. Okay. One, we just going to start shooting to find our own unique voice. Okay. And however you shoot it, it might not be you on the camera. You might be interviewing people and the cameras on them, or you might have some sort of uh, I don't know. Um, you're really into like the earth and the ground and you just put the camera on trees and grass and you talk and that's your thing. I don't know, but we're going to turn on our camera and just shoot no fancy editing, nothing like that. Okay. Here's what I want you to do. Find a few things that you like from different people and put them together and that will make you unique. Find a few things that you like from different people 
put them together, and that will be you. You are going to you are going to take certain elements from other people and make it your own sauce. Anyone here bake cakes? Anybody here bake cakes? Well, if you bake cakes, which I don't, I don't do anything in the kitchen really but eat. But what I do understand is my wife will be just trying stuff, right? And she's going to go bake a cake, just as an example. Typically, she's not really a baker like that, but she'll make meals. But if you take a cake, we all know the formula. Eggs, flour, icing, all that kind of stuff, right? What my wife does is she'll be looking up stuff online and she doesn't follow the whole recipe. Like if she's going to make a dish, she doesn't follow the whole recipe. She'll find a recipe and she'll make what it is in the recipe, but she'll add her own little flair and it makes her, it makes it hers. If you looked at a lot of the people that I've followed over the years, you would find a little bit of their style in my style. You'll find a little bit of their style in my style. I'm not emulating one person. I'm finding different elements of people that I like. So for instance, you might say, okay, I've noticed. And you're going to have to notice. You're going to have to be aware. Some of you, some of you, when you go to conferences, you're looking, you're at the conference and you're witnessing what's happening on stage, which is cool. That's good. You're getting the information, you're taking notes. But there's some of us who aren't the biggest takeaway isn't the thing they're trying to give us, it's the thing that they're not trying to give us, meaning you're noticing things. Oh wow, the way. He, he made this point in the beginning and then 30 minutes later, they come around and bring that point full circle. Wow, I like that. They weren't teaching me how to do it, but they did it and you're like, yo, I liked it. CJ did it one time and it was, it blew me away. I had CJ, this had to be 2000, this had to be probably 2013, 2014. And I asked CJ to come. CJ is the, uh, right hand to Eric Thomas and probably, quite possibly, um, the most brilliant business mind I've ever met in my entire life. I actually have a meeting with him today about some stuff. Uh, I, I invited him to speak one day and he started telling this whole story about how um, there, the, the, he's, he comes from uh, Detroit and his mom had never traveled. And he said something about going to the Eiffel Tower. And his mom said, hey, people like us don't go to France. France, Eiffel Tower is in France, right? Or is it Italy? Italy? Is that the same place? France, Italy, or Italy, France? I don't know. Geography is never, it's not the same. It's not. <laughs> no, Paris, France, or Paris, Italy. France. Yeah, Paris, France, or Rome, Italy. Paris, France. And the Eiffel Tower is in Paris, France. Yes? Yes? Eiffel Tower, Paris? Okay, good. Yes. Yo, the judgment. The judgment. Okay. Oh, Donnie's here. The judgment, y'all. Okay. I, I didn't know. All right. Anyway, he starts out 
with this story. And he's like, I think he was in school and saw something about the Eiffel Tower and he was young and he said, hey, I want to go to the Eiffel Tower. I want to see, I want to see like the, the monument or whatever. And his mom said, yo, people like us don't really go to France. You know what I mean? Take some good pictures. It'd be dope. So he start, this is how he starts the story. Then he goes through how he didn't do well in school and uh, he was going to go to the NFL. He wanted to go to the NFL and then started working with ET and then did this and then did that. He spoke for like an hour. I still got the footage. I still have the footage. At the end, and this is all I remember and I'll never forget it. At the end, the last thing he said was, you should have seen my mom's face while we were standing in front of the Eiffel Tower. Now, for some of us, that might've been just a cool story, but I was in my mode of trying to learn communication and he started with something. He went all around the world with it. And at the end, he capped it off with the thing that he said in the beginning. And I said, oh crap, I'm stealing that. I'm not stealing everything. But I'm going to put something out and I'm going to end my presentation with the thing I started with. And I'm going to wow the crowd just like he did. It gave me chills when he did it. But at that point, I'm being attentive because I'm trying to find my own unique voice and my own unique style. And I'm not trying to have someone else's style, but I will pull different elements. The only reason, the only reason I keep a, a whiteboard with me, I got a whiteboard here, got one in my office, I got two of them in the studio. The only reason. I have a whiteboard is because I saw Jim Rohn do the sloppiest. Yo, it, it was, that's why I just do scribble scrabble on whiteboards. Let me show you. Can I show you real quick where I got it from? It's not, it's not me. It's not me trying to be someone else. Watch this, watch this, watch this. I'm about to show you. I'm about to show you. And you'll see, oh crap, Dave does do illegible things. I be doing illegible, illegible. That's a word for sure. I'm sure. Illegible things on a whiteboard. But look, this is where I got it from. How can I go find this video so easily? Because I studied this stuff. Look at this man. Hold on. I'm about to show you. Hold on. Hold on. Give me a second. That's okay. You won't be able to read anything that he's writing. Hold on. Let me show you. Let me show you. Okay, here we go. Come on, come on, come on. Find it, find it. I'm trying to prove my point. First off, just, just trust me, okay? <laughs> okay, just trust me. Hold on, now I'm going to find it because I want you to see it. Because you'll see it and be like, yo, Dave does the same exact thing. All right, here we go. Here we go. I think I got it. All right, so look, first off, can you read anything that he's writing right there? Can you see that? No, absolutely not. Look, he's going to do some more chicken scratch. It's going to start writing stuff, okay? Just watch the video, okay? I watched this video probably 30 times. Over the last couple of years, I probably watched it 30 times. But the only reason I write on the board in words that you can't even understand is because this is one, this is one, uh, 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 um, one element that I took from Jim Rohn. I don't know why. I just like it. I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool that I'm forcing people to listen to me because you can't read it, but you understand what I'm saying because you can kind of make it out. I thought it was super cool. So that is one portion of my style that I took from someone else. 
So you might say you might say you're. you're it, it was crazy. I, I did a. I was on live with YouTube, and it's like, yo, why does he keep repeating the stuff that he says? And you may notice that when I do a presentation, if there's like five steps, when I get to step three, I probably repeat step one, two, then get to three, and then go to four. That's just one thing. And you might notice, yo, I like that about David. Everything else, I don't like it. You may notice if it's y'all on here, I'm gonna roast you a little bit. Right, you might take a little piece of that, right, and say, "Yo, I like that. I'm I'm going to be me, but I'm I'm using these little things that I like to create my own sauce. I'm not following the whole uh, recipe. I'm just taking elements of what I like." Okay, so you might say, "Well, I like how David roasts people, so I'm gonna roast people a little bit." Uh, Donnie, she does clear steps, and it's gonna be a push. She's gonna push. Oh, I need to add that to my game. I need to just push a little bit. Myron uses alliterations. Alliterations. And alliteration is steps that all start with the same letter. So you might say, well, here's the three steps to becoming successful. Mindset, money, motivation. You need mindset, money, motivation, right? That's the three alliterations. And oh, I like that. So I'll start creating, like there are people that create their little formulas. Myron has his own formulas. I have my own formula. So we got to take these little elements of other people and we make it our own. But it has to be finally our own. Our own. I want you to have your own style and I want you to find your own unique voice. But one, we are going to have to identify what is it that we want to portray. See, I want, I want you to find a picture in your head. Remember, on Monday, I was like, yo, what do you want your, like, what are the attributes of your style? Let's not, before we even start making videos and stuff, let's identify the attributes of our style. I don't want to be militant. I don't necessarily want to come off as, um, as, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to come off as, extremely educated or not that I want to be educated, but you know, how like some people use big words and the reason they're using these big words, because the, the, the persona is I am well-educated. I couldn't do that if I wanted to, but I'm comfortable in who I am because I know there's an audience of people who just don't like there's There's certain things you're not going to be able to smell. There's certain things you're not going to be able to understand. Not that you can't understand them, but off rip, I want to relate to the person like me. Because when you start using those words, I'm confused in the crowd. So this is just a part of me defining what my voice is going to be. I'm not saying this; it's anything wrong with using big words because that impresses some people. It impress. It's not. It's not ego. It's this is my style. There's going to be some people that come off as uh, I make more money than everybody in this room. So I'm going to wear the chains. I'm going to wear the expensive clothing. I'm going to refer to my money throughout the presentation. You ever notice that? Like throughout the presentation, there's a season in. Well, so last year we did 4.5 million. Or this, so I, so I was going to the car lot and I was like, ah, I'm going to buy this G-Wagon, it's $300,000. I was like, yeah, I could buy it 
but I think I really want the Lambo. So I was like, I was trying to decide and that's telling the story. That's them. That's them showing you, listen, I've got it. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't ever want you to think I'm saying that there's something wrong with that or you shouldn't do that. It's about how you decide how you want to show up. Some people, it makes them feel really good to talk about the stuff that they have. And if it feels really good for you to talk about the stuff that you have, do that. Because that's you. I don't ever wear a chain in the morning, Brent. Well, not ever. Sometimes. sometimes. I was like, lies. A little bit of cap. Sometimes, but not often. <laughs> and I wear my little chains. I'm not. That's why I'm saying there's nothing wrong with it. My point being is you need to find you. And the I'm really just trying to encourage you that it is okay. It is so okay to be you. And it is not okay to try to be somebody else. If you do something long enough, people will start to love it. Because one thing that people can't be is consistent. That is really difficult. It is envious to be consistent at something. To do the same thing over and over and over. And oh, I got the greatest compliment the other day. Somebody said, hey, you know what I love about you? They didn't say, yo, I love your style. Y'all love the way you teach. I love your podcast. They said, yo, you have just been consistent. It's attractive. Consistency. No matter how many people are on this call right now under the sound of my voice, most of you, most of you, most of you will not be consistent. You just won't be. Like, we're here a certain time every day, right? The fact that we have been on this call for the last five years, since like 2017, last five, six years, I think for me, I believe that's a part of my success. The fact that I can be consistent in something. There's a lot of people on this call right now, you've been on for two years and you can see the growth. It's not that the, the call itself affects your success, which it is, that's not my point here, but the fact that you can actually jump on here every day for a long period of time doing the same thing, it does more than you know. The fact that you all are reading a book consistently with us every day, the, the, forget the information, the, 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 the discipline and the consistency of reading every single day create something else in you, which will create different success. But we can't see that. It's hard to measure. You just can't see it. The, yo, I, I'm reading a book this morning and I'm like, yo, I know that most people are not going to read this particular chapter that we're reading. I'm talking about most people in the world. And I felt so good that we got some sauce that the world will, it's hidden in the pages. First off, you have to decide to buy the book. Second off, like first off, people don't even know this book exists. Second off, you have to decide to buy the book. So most people won't know that it exists and most people won't buy the book. Third, another layer, most people won't read it. Most people that buy the book will not read it. Large majority of people who buy the book and start reading it won't finish it. We got some sauce this morning or last night, whenever you read, that the world will never get. Yo, 
The fact that he's looking at his business and he says, yo, I don't like the fact that the printers make noise in the restaurant and it makes everything transactional. Wow. I did not look at my business like that. The little intricacies. He said, yo, I don't want anything to feel transactional about this transaction. <laughs> Imagine that. A restaurant. I sell you food, you buy it. He said, I don't want anybody to feel transactional. He said, yo, when they said it, and y'all got to read it. Y'all got to read it. He said, I want somebody at the front door greeting people by name. Now, I'm coming from Cheesecake Factory. How the heck are you going to greet everybody by name? Imagine that. Imagine the maitre d', the host. We call him host in Cheesecake Factory, maitre d' in fine dining. Same job. Imagine you working the front desk at a restaurant and you say, hey, Jim, how are you? Nancy, what's going on? Friend, welcome. When he said it, I said, how the heck is that possible? That is impossible. In my mind, impossible. You can't do that. But it was possible. They said, for those that didn't read, we take the reservations and they Google all the people who have a reservation. And they said, if you put anything online, they'll Google your name, look it up, study the people. So when I see Mr. Jones come in, I have the picture from Google. So when that person comes in, I say, hey, Mr. Jones, welcome. Imagine, golly, imagine going to a restaurant and they know your name. They don't have to say, okay, you have a reservation? What's the name? Who even think, I'm not, I'm not thinking about like opening a restaurant to do that. My takeaway is the fact that he's so focused on improvement and so focused on being unique. Who thinks of that stuff? And this is why they have a super successful business. This is why. We're not even thinking, yo, and, and I feel convicted as I'm reading it. I have a business. The creators clubhouse where people book it. And I'm like, yo, I'm not doing half of that stuff. Moral of the story. We got some sauce today from reading that the world will never be inspired by because they'll never get to that page, especially it's at the end of the book. You'll never get to that page. Some of the people listen, you'll never get to that page because you're never consistent ever in anything. And it's not about the book. You think it's about reading the book and getting the information. It's way deeper than that. It's your inability to have some sort of routine that allows you to do something consistently. That's the biggest problem. So we have the book club because I'm like, we're giving you an opportunity to do something simple. And it's not 20 pages. At max, it's 10. Some days, it's four. Some days, it's six pages. But because there's something inside of us that will not allow us to be consistent. And with consistency, you start to find your own unique way of doing things. I found my own unique way of doing things. I wake up at 6.30 every single morning. Well, the alarm, let me tell you the routine. Let me tell you, this is the real routine. 6.30 wakes up. I, I mean, my alarm goes off. I always hit snooze every time, every morning. 6.30, I hit snooze. And my snooze, I don't know how it's set this way but it's gonna go back off in eight minutes. And that's when I wake up. I wake up, 
I grab the book. I walk in the other room. I read. After I'm done reading, put the book down, come take a shower, get dressed, come down here and do this call. And then as soon as I'm, I'm already prepared, I'm going to walk out the house and I'm going to go to the studio. I do the same thing. My morning routine is the same exact thing. 6.30, 6.38, I actually wake up, walk into my baby's room, sit down and read. Everybody in my house knows it. If you ask my wife, hey, what is David doing in the morning? She'll tell you. If anybody close to you asks, hey, what is you? what does that person do in the morning? Some people will never have an answer because you don't do the same thing in the morning. You don't have any consistency other than picking up your phone and scrolling on Instagram. Try waking up at the same time every day. Let's just try something. Let's try exercise. Let's try to post something at the same time every day. Let's try. It's not for the outcome. It's like we need to find ourselves and our vibe and our consistency, our routine. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.